When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the CHGO White Sox podcast, coming to you live from Studio B of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. I'm doing my best Vinny Duber impersonation with a mustache. Uh, no Vinny, no Herb, so I'm going to annoy you for probably 45 minutes, maybe an hour. Uh, we're going to be joined by special guest from John Boy Media and Mets expert, Jolly Olive, uh, so make sure that you're staying tuned. You should be joining us in about 10 minutes to preview the Mets and Sox series. And then after that, we're going to talk about the guy who's making maybe his last start in a White Sox uniform on Tuesday. He's going to start off the series against the Mets, him versus Carlos Carrasco, Lucas Giolito. Where's he going to go? Uh, Sox Machine just had a basically a 45-minute episode, podcast episode uh, talking about the eight teams where Lucas Giolito could go. I agreed with some of them. I disagreed with some of them. There was one team I thought that could have been brought up that I actually think might acquire Lucas Giolito. So uh, I'll spend some time later on to talk about where uh, Lucas Giolito is going. But I appreciate all you guys joining, uh, even though there is no Herb, there is no Vinny, and there is no game, all right? I mean, game's tomorrow, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, 6-10, 6-10, and then 12-10. Old friend Jose Quintana is going to be in game three. He's making his, uh, I think, Mets debut. Uh, they signed him in the offseason, but then he hasn't actually made his uh, return. Yeah, he's uh, not pitched yet this year. So, I mean, maybe that's why... Their $400 million team is falling apart, Kevin. It could be. Because Jose Quintana is not there. Or it's because money doesn't fix everything. Got to have a good farm system, too. If someone gave you $400 million, would your life be fixed right now? No. Most of it would, but Most not, of it all, would. not all of it. I got some problems. You know, I mean, if, someone wants to, if Steve Cohen wants to give me $400 million. I mean, I'm not I mean, turning it down. Apparently, Kevin can't pay off his college debts with $400 <laughs> million, but we'll see. Uh, but we do appreciate you joining us, even though there is no uh, Herb and Vinny. So make sure you're hitting that thumbs up button. I appreciate Sean and uh, Ellie uh, saying a uh, nice stash. I, I, again, when I'm going up against Vinny, even Dylan Cease, too, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think, in, shit, Jake Berger. Um, I think I'm probably fourth, uh, and Nick Murawski. I'm I, I'm top five. Patrick Wisdom had a good one too for the Cubs this he's, weekend. He's the Cubs. Stop adding people against you look me. Look great. You look I, great this weekend. You're just I, you're hurting my chances. You know, you're, you're naming all the Patrick Wisdom's beautiful. You got to compete with Patrick Wisdom. I mean, come on. Uh, we are also being produced by Kevin Wells too. Uh, I didn't give you've What's heard up, the team? voice, but you you haven't seen the man. Um, you got softball today? Oh yeah, going up against your bo- old boys. Your old your oh old- Odyssey. Odyssey today, the good old rivalry game. Can't Mercy. wait. It's going to be battle of the four best teams in the league uh, today. Odyssey oh. and us, and then you guys and Reader. So and it's going to be... We have nobody. I mean, Sarah's talking about bringing her brothers to the game. So, I mean, we really are just relying on anybody to show up. And speaking of people showing up, uh, we got Jack uh, from John Boy Media. You might also know him as Jolly Olive on YouTube. He's got new episodes posted 
every single Saturday to that YouTube channel. And the most recent one uh, featured a lot of your favorite people, we'll the 2005 White Sox. We'll get him on in uh, just a second. And here. Kevin is working on getting him on, but that means I could just plug him a little bit longer. So it's, it's all cool. Don't worry about it, Kevin. Uh, our guy, jo uh, Jolly, uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Jolly underscore Olive. Um, and again, he works at John Boy Media. Um, new video every Saturday where he talks about the best rotation uh, to not win the World Series. 2005 Astros, again, who beat them? Your socks. So go, you know, comment about the 2005 socks on that video. Uh, and then also, too, the creator of the Immaculate Grid, I feel, as we are now joined by Jack. Yes? I mean, that's that's strong, you know? I feel like a lot of people were doing grids before. Uh, I don't like to take too much credit, but I'm glad it's so popular now. I mean, you first introduced me to grids. I, I'm, I'll just say that Connect Grid was the first time I saw it, and then I started seeing the website version. You know, hey, not all of us are web developers. I get it. But if, if you were, I feel like you probably could have created the Miaculate Grid and then sold it to, to Baseball Reference. I'm just saying. I'm just yeah, saying, Jack. I had some people saying, like, oh, you're getting residuals for this. And the easy <laughs> answer was no. I was like, no, nah, I don't know how to code. I don't know how to do any of that. And people want to do it, and they're having fun. More power to them. Fuck yeah. I mean, it's tough to, you know, come up with ideas. I think I, you were, you tweeted something about that. And I was like, dude, you came up with RefPass. <laughs> so you came up with a uh, connect grid. So I don't know what you're talking about. Well, um, it's always, dude, what's the next idea, you know? Right. Yeah. You know, just like Tom Brady, it's the next ring. Um, yep. But you know, what's, uh, did you steal that from somebody? Like, did you just see someone else doing a grid of sorts? Were you playing connect Four? like, how did you come up with that? Or at least bring it to John boy. I'm, I'm actually glad you asked because I never had the chance to actually properly shout them out. Uh, they're a group of 20-somethings that do their own sports content. Their, their group name is Owner's Box, and they were the first time I'd seen anything like it uh, on TikTok. I think they were doing it with just like New York teams and LA teams, and I thought, oh, we could do that. That's pretty easy. So I'd, I got a whiteboard the next day, made our own grid, and then it kind of took off from there. Cool guys. Dude. And now that, you know, Sports Illustrated is writing about all these players uh, playing it in clubhouses and Wade Miley. Yeah, which players come in and play today. It was nuts. It's crazy. Oh, they good at it. Who'd you have play today? Uh, number one prospect for the Mets, Kevin Parada. He came through. We did a lot of content with him. Very cool guy. Very nice. Uh, so make sure you're checking that out, too. And uh, also, uh, just because he's in the news today, too, uh, Jeff Passan, uh apparently breaking his back uh, yeah, with man. that news. Um, you guys, I mean, he's just popping up on John Boy with you guys. You guys had him playing Connect Grid and also uh, naming all the uh, two guys or, uh, what, 10 players since 2000 to win uh, Cy Young Awards. So uh, a lot of great yeah, content yeah. they're putting out. It's it's nuts. I, I saw the news late. It popped up on my feed like two hours after the fact because we had such a busy shooting day. Uh, and I, I was I was stunned because we, we just saw him a couple weeks ago, and he, there's a lot of cool stuff we did with him. A lot of stuff hasn't come out yet either. Uh, so if people are enjoying the Jeff Passan content that came out last week on Jam Baseball, there will be more. Hell yeah. Uh, all right. So you're not just, you know, John Boy trivia guy, also raking in Blitzball. Um, Hell yeah. You tweeted earlier today, I mean, you, you're always creating videos on your personal channel on Saturday, but you, traded, you tweeted today, first big trade happening tonight, no source, just calling my shot. I want you to flesh this out a little bit more because we're talking about Lucas mm. Giolito. I have okay. a feeling, because I just watched your 2017 trade deadline video, the White Sox had a very similar record. They traded Jose Quintana July 13th. Maybe mm. they are the first team to say, all right, we're just going to start selling off. I mean, someone needs to make this move first. I was thinking the most active GM in maybe baseball history, Dave Dombrowski, gives Rick Hanna a call up and Ooh. gets Lucas Giolito going. I mean, I, I don't know. Where, where's your head at? 
That's a fun spicy pick. I like that. Uh, I don't. I don't know if it's it's going to be Giolito. I I kind of I woke up this morning with a little feeling in my chest that we were going to get something today because a lot of teams are off and shit like that. Um, I don't think it's going to be a starting pitcher because the market the market's kind of thin this year, but it's robust in terms of starting pitchers. Like you got Giolito there. Eduardo Rodriguez will probably turn some heads and stuff like that. Uh, I think a reliever might fly off the board today though, and I'm looking up and down this White Sox bullpen. And I know, I haven't checked in in a little bit. I know that his numbers weren't there in the early part of the season. They're still not really there now. Uh, but I think Ronaldo Lopez has some pretty nasty stuff out of the bullpen for you guys. And I know he was a starter for a little bit and you guys converted him. And he's one of these guys that has like nice peripherals and hasn't been able to put together a lot. Um, he's, if you're into baseball savant bubbles, he's got some nice ones there as well. Uh, he could be a low-cost option for a team looking to stock up their pen. Not sure who that team is. Maybe it's the Dodgers. He kind of feels like a Dodger reclamation project. Um, but in terms of who's making the first move, I'd, I'd put some money on the White Sox. Why not? Yeah, I mean, anyone in their bullpen, they can really just trade off. I I, I don't care. I, I mean, they spent like $40 million on their bullpen, and we not Oof. like personally hate all of these people, but we just hate them because of Rick Hahn. Um, it's you not their that fault. Line. Um, it's, it's none of these players' faults. Uh, but, no. I mean, yeah, I, I could see Raylo. I mean, the guy was supposed to be our closer, and then the first game he goes up against Jordan Alvarez, uh, gets a strike on him, and then with a 100-mile-per-hour fastball, and then throws a 92-mile-per-hour slider. I know I couldn't hit that, but he hits it, you know, 450 <laughs> feet. Um, so, yeah, I think that kind of just shot his confidence. But, yeah, I, I mean, there was even a, a fake rumor out there <laughs> that uh, Lance Lynn and Jake Berger were going to the Diamondbacks, so that got my heart racing. Yeah, what was that about? That was a little kooky. I, mean, I, I think that was a little... Joke, you know, I, I've made jokes yeah. like that before. Um, I, I remember when Harper just was not signing. Um, you know, there was a ton of times where you could just get anybody on Twitter, especially yeah. you know, back in the early days when I just got verified. You know, people didn't know who I was, so you know, you could just make up bullshit because, again, it, you know, minute, as we can see, those can get taken away for no reason. Um, anyways, um, so Steve Cohen's an interesting person to me, and I'm very excited mm. to talk to you about this because. If my owner spent $400 million on my team, I'd be thrilled. Um, but I know one person wasn't thrilled to have Steve Cohen in Major League Baseball, and that's my owner, Jerry Reinsdorf, because he doesn't mm -hmm. like to be greedy and spend his money. What is your thoughts on the Mets? Because, again, it seemed like they were going to be extremely active this offseason. They made a play at Carlos Correa. They spent over $400 million on their team, yet, you know, we see them, what, fourth right now in the NL East? Um what do you make of this whirlwind of being a Mets fan, especially in 2023? Well, it's it's a good place to start with all this because uh, I think a lot of knee-jerk reactions are going to be to blame ownership. But that's really that's really the last thing you can do, man. I mean, they, they did their part. They invested in the team. They put the right pieces in place. And I think it, it was just a, a case of the worst time in baseball history to have the oldest team in baseball. A bunch of guys were adjusting to new rules and stuff. That's obviously not the entire story, but just a, a, a concoction of misfortune for the Mets between Diaz going down at the before the season even starts, the season beginning with Verlander hitting the IL. There was just you know a few omens there that could kind of tell you how the season was really going to go. Um, I did not think it was going to get to this scale. I thought the worst case scenario would, would be a 500 team who wasn't really sure what to do with the deadline. And I still feel like this Mets team will probably just stand pat. I don't think people are going to sell to the degree that I think a lot of people are expecting. Like, I don't think Scherzer gets traded or anything. I think he's still part of the plan. Um, but it's really disappointing, man. I mean, first and foremost, it starts at the top. 
And I like that Steve Cohen has been trying to be accountable, even though this really doesn't fall on him. Uh, but it's a learning lesson too, because you know Steve Cohen came in hot, promised a World Series in the first three to five years. I think all Mets fans were excited, but also like we know that's not actually happening. Uh, and it, it's a learning lesson for them to to spend smarter, spend internally as well, and uh, ho- hopefully help them realize that player development is just as important as locking down the biggest free agents on the market, because you can't go out there every year and try and sign the big fish. You're going to run out of money and run out of spots for people to play in especially if they're all locked down to five, six, seven, eight-year deals. Um, so the Mets are stuck right now. They're not, they're not built to be a seller. They don't have a ton of guys on rental deals. They kind of have to ride this wave out and see where it leads. You can trade a Tommy Pham, trade a David Robertson, but that's not going to fix your farm system overnight. Uh, the more important things that the Mets need to focus on are uh, improving their player development, improving their coaching staff, getting the right people in place in terms of managerial positions, and uh, hoping that their young guys can continue to provide for them in the near future because they got a few more guys in the pipeline that could really be difference makers. But to call on them right now and ask them to lead us back to a winning record and then potentially a playoff spot is not realistic. So the Mets are they're in limbo, I guess. I thought it was funny, though, because I did just go back and RIP Shea Station. Um, Jerry mentioned in that last episode that it will take a while for this 2023 team to find their identity. And then I'm thinking of your latest Astros video where Roger Clemens and Andy Pettit and all these guys start turning it on at the end of the year. Like, is there still hope or has been just the past years of being a Mets fan just beaten the hell out of you and giving you no hope? You know, I, I've seen very few Mets teams have the great second half instead of the great first half. It seems like this team always really thrives in April and May, and then things start to fall apart when it gets hot out. Um, but I, I'm fully in belief that this Mets team is going to stand pat because I, I just it's a, it's a bit of stubbornness and a bit of sunk cost value from the business mind of Steve Cohen that I think he's invested too much in this team to not see it all the way through. Do I think they can put together a 55 and 20 stretch where they get back to a 90 win pace? I don't really think so. But at the same time, this team can play better ball. They've shown flashes of doing so. They swept the Diamondbacks, who were a very good team, and then turned around and immediately lost four in a row. And that's kind of just been the epitome of this entire season. One step forward, two steps back. Um, I think the thing that is the, the knee breaker here is that they really blew the easy part of their schedule. They lost to a lot of bad teams and things aren't going to get any easier from the, uh, here out. And they're actually they're catching the White Sox at a pretty bad time. The White Sox just took two out of three from the Braves. Like they're, they they kind of just played their best baseball of the year. So like that's some Mets luck there as well. But uh, I, I I just want to see the kids play. I want to see Verlander and Scherzer make adjustments and prove that they can be good next year and that their their careers aren't over. And those I think will be virtuous signals to me for 2024, along with Senga being great, Alvarez being a Rookie of the Year guy. There are pieces here. It's just they're they're weighed down by the the sunk cost of other players like McNeil and et cetera. I just know that Carlos Carrasco and Justin Verlander are absolutely going to own the White Sox. Okay. See, no, we're I, in the same boat. We're in the same boat. No. On Friday, Frank Thomas, the Frank Thomas, right, said that you couldn't be any flatter than the White Sox were, and that he didn't want to see another week of the team. And now, after two wins. It's, you know, we're, we're buying. I mean, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, it's, it's, it's a little bit wacky to me. Uh, I, I, ju- I just don't get fandom. And I honestly just think that, you know, this is the last time that the Braves or this is the, the last time the Braves lost two games to the same team in a series was against Oakland. I think yeah, they beat. what is that? What's with that? Do they just take their foot off the gas when they see a team with a bad record? That's crazy. 
I think so. I mean, they beat them nine to nothing, so they probably were like, "Oh, this is going to be easy." We got Spencer Strider on the mound tomorrow, they and they lost. It in, man. They lost six to five, and they were you know threatening the ninth. Like, I mean, they could have won that game easily. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, but you know, I I, th- I think that Carrasco and Verlander are going to have a nice night. Like, I I think that the Mets can easily win two out of three. I, I'm not trying. We're throwing Tuki Tucson out there. Um, but like Tuki Tucson's on the 2023 White Sox. There you go for a immaculate grid. Um, no way. What? Yeah, the the <laughs> Guardians got rid of him, and then we were like, oh, we could have him. Um, but uh, oh, he's like kind of doing well. Good for Tuki. You know, I mean, I, I might, one of my producers keeps telling me that he had like a the best curveball out of his draft class. So I'm like, oh, great, a pitch What's that was great that? ten years ago uh, is going to come back. <laughs> he's he's going to be on the 2024 team. I I, I know that. I mean, Tuki Tucson's going to come back, and he's going to be a starter for the Sox. Extend but. Um, is the starting pitching the key if, you know, they're not going to be selling? Is it the key for them to turn it around? We know Quintana's making his first start uh, for the Mets, but Verlander, Carrasco, I mean, Verlander's coming off a Cy Young award, taking that away from Dylan Cease. Um, it, it seems like, again, you got you got the horses for this. And, I mean, you spent on Brandon Nimmo. You, you got Pete Alonzo. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's weird because if you – if the pitching went as expected, I think even with this offense, the Mets are at least a 500 team, if not better. It's just every corner has been so disappointing outside of Kodai Sango, who really has gotten his walks down this month and became an all-star and leads the team in strikeouts, innings, all that jazz. If you got the correct contribution from one of Verlander or Scherzer or McGillan Peterson stepped up like they were supposed to in their third year, or Carrasco finally figures it out. If any of those things turn a corner and go the way the Mets were expecting them to, the entire outlook of this season changed. And that can still happen, you know, with three months left to play. Although, you know, I don't personally believe it at this point because I've watched three and a half months of Mets baseball and I've seen Scherzer and Verlander labor through outings. And I've seen them go into post-game quotes after great starts saying, I figured out what's wrong and then come back the next start and be just as bad as they were before. Um, with all that being said, you know, there's a lot of coaches jobs on the line right now, man. It doesn't matter that you won 101 games last year when you turn in maybe the most disappointing season in franchise history this year. Uh, so something's got to give, whether it's Scherzer continuing a nice stretch here or Verlander finally getting something to click, but it's very evident that these guys don't have the strikeout potential that they're used to, and they're going to have to work around. And, you know, we've seen pitchers do that in the past. We saw CeCe Sabathia go through a bit of a, a growing period in the middle of his career and then learn to adjust and become more of a control and finesse pitcher from 2016 on. And the same thing can happen for both of these guys. And we kind of need it to because they're locked into a lot of money and they're here for at least the next two to three years. They are a part of the equation. Whatever trade you try to make for them right now will not get the dividends that I, I think you paid out initially to get them. Um, so it's just going to be a matter of continuing to run them out and tinkering and seeing what works and seeing what doesn't. Absolutely. Um, how was Seattle? I know I know you just went up for the All-Star game, and I know a lot of people are buzzing. Just there's so many stars that it seems like are growing out of Major League Baseball from Julio to Shohei. Um, what was it like being up in Seattle? Uh, it was so much fun. I mean, Seattle is a great city. It's really my kind of city, too. You know, I, I like New York, but I, I'm more for the, uh, I guess, just not quieter, but more docile cities, I guess. But Seattle was a lot of fun. Uh, T-Mobile Park is a gorgeous park. I wish it was still called Safeco. I think of it every time I think of it. Um, the people were great. We, we met up with a lot of people at our event. We had a ref guest event as well. That went really well. 
Uh, it's just nice to be around a bunch of uh, baseball fans. That's my favorite time of the year. I, I feel so lucky that we're able to go every year because I had never went as a kid or anything like that. Even when it was in New York at City Field, I didn't go. Um, so to be around the hive mind of, of baseball fanatics from all different walks of the country is really special. And uh, definitely don't take it for granted at all. Um, I'm looking forward to next year, even though it's in Texas, which I'm not huge on. But did you see the uh, rumor from the Athletic from Jason Stark that they're going to have the old man? They're going to have the old man home run derby. Uh, apparently, Ken Griffey Jr., Albert Pujols. Uh, what? No, uh, yeah. Um, who's who's the other guys? I just had this. Prince Fielder on that list? No, it wasn't Prince Fielder. Um, no, it's a neck he can't. See now, now I just absolutely a legend, a legends home run derby. Okay, a legends home run derby. Oh, Jim Tomey, uh, White Sox legend, and uh, David Ortiz. Uh, those oh, are no the, way. yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I are they going to move the fences in? I mean, I know Texas is they very home to. run friendly now. I mean, maybe the old men could get it out. That's crazy. That's a great lineup. If you're going to do this, I mean, pools had a great showing even just last year, you know, beat Schwarber, Tommy Griffey, Pujols. Oh, good. I'm, I'm a little down. worried for Ken Griffey, though. I mean, there was a video yeah. from World Baseball Classic of uh, you know him taking some swings in the cages. I don't think he can get the lift on the ball that he needs for a home runner. I mean, the three-time champ coming back, you got to have at least a decent showing. That's what kind of worries me. Like, you know, <laughs> go out on top. Hey, uh, you know, I mean, you know, maybe they unfreeze Ted Williams for this too. Um, maybe make it real special. Um, final <laughs> thing, I want to, I want to debunk thing, uh, debunk something here because I think Herb, uh, my my co-host who's currently flying back from Denver, uh, pulled a Gary Cohen. Um, he referred to you on Twitter as Jack Oliver. Isn't that yes. what Gary called you on 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 the SY or SNY broadcast? And that's oh, not so your actual name. This was a whole debacle um, because Jerry was texting with Steve Gelbs, the sideline reporter for us and why uh, they were scrambling to figure out what my name was. Cause they're going to bring it up on the broadcast. And Jerry uh, with his fat thumbs t- uh, texted back to Steve Gelbs, Jack Olive forgot the R and Oliver. So to a broadcast to millions of people, uh, I was, I was noted as Jack Olive, AKA Jolly Olive. Well, my name is Jack Oliver. And a lot of people have said to me, why don't you just roll with your name? You got a nice name. And uh, the answer is that I don't really know. But here we are. We're still late now. It's over. I, I think Jolly Olive works better than Jolly Oliver. Um, yeah, I, th- yeah, I, I think, think it's, so, too. It's good. I think especially for what you, you know, that is a YouTube channel. And make sure you check it out at, you know, uh, YouTube slash C slash Jolly Olive. Um, new videos nice. every Saturday. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, like Foolish Baseball, right? Like, and then he's got Foolish Bailey. So then he works his name in, right? Like, I think especially for a YouTube channel and then you got the logo as well. I think it, I think it ties it in. Yeah, I, I appreciate if, that, man. Does it has nothing to do with baseball, which confuses people. No, I'm just, hey, I'm, I'm honestly killing time. These shows have to be about 45 to, to an hour long. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Uh, appreciate you joining. All right, let's, 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 do a, let's do a quick rapid fire for you. Okay. Right, I'm, I'm going to ask you some questions. I'm going up and down the White Sox roster. I'm going to give you five seconds to answer. I want a gut reaction on every single one. And you're going to tell me where this person is going to get traded. Are you ready? All right. All right, here we go. Lucas Giolito. Traded. Where? Uh, I have Phillies, but I've talked to smarter people, and they think Dodgers, so Dodgers. Okay, Lance Lynn. Uh, traded and uh, back to Texas. Oh, fun. Uh, Kendall Graveman. Uh, traded with Giolito the Dodgers. Ooh, creative. I like that. Uh, Andrew Vaughn. Uh, keep. Okay. Eloy. Uh, they'll also keep them, and th- that's because those okay. guys are – 
are, are, I saw that you were ready to trade Eloy to the Astros, and you, I was uh, you, were, Astros. you well, you know, you and Jake were absolutely right that they would trade him for you know two mid-level prospects, and they fix him immediately. The guy hits the ball extremely hard, but did you know oh. it's bad for guys to hit the ball into the dirt? The White Sox haven't <laughs> figured this out. That's crazy. I know it's nuts. <laughs> Same with Andrew Vaughn. So I say they keep him because they think they can fix him, which they might oh, be able God. to. And I, I don't think there's any trading Tim Anderson now, right? I, oh, I, I, I say trade him no matter what. I mean, the, I think now? the best thing, the best thing that they have about tr- Tim Anderson right now is the fact that he has another year with a team being able to decide whether they want him or not. Right. Like, I mean, you know, you have the ability if you need a shortstop to take the chance on somebody who isn't the greatest defender, mm. is kind of fast, is injured. Um, and can't hit for power or really hit at all anymore. But, you know, he was an all-star. I mean, it's it's honestly someone just taking yeah. a shot, and maybe if he does bounce back, you you have a cheap shortstop. I mean, I think that's really the only way that you could sell him. Um, I just looked at that, man. That's that's crazy. <laughs> I You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just for team burn it down. Team burn Let's it down go. and sell the Let's entire go. team. Um, We're in the same I, would, why, why, I mean, Steve Cohen seems to have a lot of money. Why doesn't he buy the White Sox? That would really piss Jerry Reinsdorf off. Just do some insider trading. Just get us all all the players. Own two teams. There's there's probably (laughs) what a hack. That's so smart. One's American League, one's National League. I I think there's no rules on that. So can you imagine if he owned both teams and they played in the World Series? (laughs) He he owns and loses the World Series at the same time. (laughs) It's not like the Steinbrenners are ever going to sell the Yankees, but Steve Cohen owns both the Yankee teams and he just owns New York. No matter whose dreams he's crushing, he is putting money into his pocket. Diabolical. Uh, that's that's everyone's goal. Um, anyways, uh, Jack, I really appreciate it. Again, follow Jolly on Twitter, at Jolly underscore Olive, uh, and make sure you check out not only his work at John Boy, uh, but also his work on his own personal YouTube channel. Uh, really appreciate the time, man. It was great to catch up with you. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me on. Let's go, man. Let's go, Sox. World Series 2023. I'm always go Mets. Uh, hey, I, I mean, you know, if it's going to piss off Jerry Reinsdorf, I'm, I'm all I was going to say, it. don't tell Jerry that. He'll get mad at you. I'll ban you from the stadium. <laughs> I'll, I'll wear Mets stuff into his into his park. I, I don't care. Uh, anyways, appreciate it, Jack. And uh, nice we'll, we'll talk to you later. Make sure, again, you follow him on Twitter, at Jolly underscore Olive. Uh, really appreciate him and his insight into the New York Mets. And, hey, we'll see how the the, the uh, series plays out uh, from here on out. Because, again, like, they, they won two games Against the Braves, two out of three against the Braves. Maybe they could do it against the Mets, but like the shocking thing is that the Braves are good. The Braves were historically good. You couldn't beat the Braves. If they go and beat, two, you know, take two out of three against the Mets, it doesn't seem like even Jack would be that surprised. It could happen, I guess. It, could happen. But it shouldn't change your expectation or what you want this team to do in two weeks, though. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> it's uh, been two calendar. I, I don't have to no, convince no. you, but yeah, it's been two calendar years of piss poor baseball. We said it yesterday. If they go seven and one in their next eight games, they're nine games under five hundred. Yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. It's done. Uh, we want to let you know about our friends, our new friends over at Factor Meal Kits. Um, we, you know, we just had a new friend in Jack on, and now we're going to talk about another new friends. We're making a lot of new friends. We're doing really well in school. Uh, Factor Meal Kits. Now that we're in the thick of summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals to support sunny, active days. Do you really want to spend your time making a grocery list, thinking about what you want for lunch? thinking about what you want for dinner, chopping all those ingredients up, putting them into a pan, uh, maybe turning on the oven, uh, 450 in this weather. Come on. No, Kevin, I know you're a, a bachelor. Do you want mm-hmm. to cook food for you ever? 
Not really. What if no, I told you? It's really hard on the weekdays. Right. What if I told you? Factors, fresh, never frozen meals are ready in two minutes. All you have to do is heat and enjoy. And it's nutritious. So you know whatever you're putting into your body is good for you. You don't have to think about the food. It just shows up right to your door. Seems pretty easy for somebody who's too busy with summer plants to cook, like you, who needs to probably drink beer every night. Mm-hmm. And does it come with a percent off, too? It does. We gotta tell, but we got to tell you more. <laughs> Make sure you're eating well. Uh, with Factor, skip the extra tips to the grocery store and shopping, prepping, and cleaning up, too, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need again they are ready in two minutes they're fresh never frozen and all you have to do is heat and enjoy and these delicious dietitian approved uh meals um come with a lot of different uh uh sorry uh, lifestyles uh right uh if flavor-packed options uh, on the menu each week to fit a variety of lifestyles from keto to calorie smart uh vegan plus veggie and protein Plus, so Kevin, you know, you probably being, again, a, a bachelor who wants some meat, you can get the protein. Protein plus. Yeah. Uh, head to factormeals.com slash chgosocks50 and use code chgosocks50 to get 50% off. That's code chgosox 50 at factormeals.com slash chgosocks50 to get 50% off. Uh, thank you to Factor Meals for becoming a sponsor of us over here at CHGO. Also, want to let you know about our friends at Game Time. Again, uh, I'm not a fan of Jerry Reinsdorf, and I don't really want to give him money, so why not buy tickets if you do want to support the Sox? Maybe guarantee rate fields your favorite place in Chicago. You shouldn't be deprived of that. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Also, you're a very diverse and complex person. You listener, viewer, maybe you do like music. Maybe you do like comedy. Maybe you do like the theater, right? Maybe you're ready for a little ballet in Chicago. I think they got a ballet house somewhere uh, with killer deals on last minute tickets and best their best price guarantee. You could stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has the deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. So you can be spontaneous. You can be fun. You can be free. You can live your damn life. Uh, you're not making meals for yourself. You're getting factor uh, and you could just, you know, on a whim, pop your food in, eat, and then run out the door and go to a concert, to a White Sox game. Uh, you can also get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, and theater, and more. So download Game Time, create an account, and use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, again, shout out to Jack uh, for joining us. Um, really do appreciate that. It was Wonderful to talk to him. And then I was ready to kick him off, not in a bad way. You know, I was just, I don't want to keep somebody on for too long. I said Mm -hmm. I'd I'd have him on for about 20 minutes. And he's like, hey, why don't we run down the roster and, you know, say who's getting traded or not? I thought that was a little fun exercise. So appreciate, uh, you always love a guest who can have fun. And I I told a couple of my buddies, you you were having him on today. They were tuned in and everything. They're like, oh, we love John. I mean, friends with a bunch of baseball buddies. Yeah, great guest. I mean, he he was, I didn't realize, um, he so he helped create the immaculate grid or what was the deal with that so uh, what he said was he was watching some other someone else on tiktok uh who was doing a new york and la version um and what he did was basically took that and then made it like baseball version but then also um i know he added in like the 40 home runs and mvp right so like you'd be like you know 40 home runs and a's right and you'd be like jose canseco um Right. Uh, like that was what I think he added on and made it his own version and brought it to John Boy. Um, 
So I wouldn't be shocked if the guy who made the Immaculate Grid, Grid website, who is not Jack, was watching John Boy's Connect Grid mm. a ton and then based it off of what he was watching. So what you're saying is we should start playing the John Boy Grid more. Well, they don't have a website. Oh, they don't have a grid. It was just right. a TikTok. So I mean, I guess I guess we could. I mean, every single day I could just go to his and, and you got and some crazy his. answers on there, man. Whenever I see you, tw- yeah. you're not looking those up beforehand at all. Like no. you're you just off the top of your head, you can no, name I mean, that Todd Hollinsworth played for. Uh, you you put him. Um, what well, was it? I don't know Todd Hollinsworth. He was Mets. Oh, maybe I that think. was Campka. Uh, you Mets guys and both. Cubs. Yeah. Um, crazy. I, the one I mean, the one that I I th- was really proud of myself, and I was surprised it wasn't higher. Uh, like Shane Reynolds. Uh, Houston, Houston Astros, 200 plus K's in a season. You know who Shane Reynolds is? Yeah, I know who Shane Reynolds is, but it wouldn't have popped into my head. Oh. No, well, I, I just, to... I know him cause he started the Kerry Wood game against Kerry Wood. That's right. And he had like, he went eight innings and struck out like 12. So it was like, oh, that guy probably was pretty good. Um, he just went so, for it. So yeah, I mean like, and then I know Jim Cott, he just was inducted into the hall of fame. Like I know that was like a 1% one, but he's, um, a former White Sox and won a ton of gold gloves so it's just basically greg maddox but not greg maddox um but yeah and then uh, like really the the main thing too like neftali Feliz, blake trine and tyler clippard those are all just relievers i feel like that's the easiest one to get with pretty low percentages as long as you know relievers and people who are in the playoffs like that's really where you get mostly exposed to all like those players um yeah i, I, I don't know it's it's fun it's such a fun game like lance berkman isn't that tough yeah, that like one. That, that one know. was the, that was one I knew. I mean, I just did the obvious Nolan Ryan for the top one, but the the Rangers Dodgers one. Kampka had Todd Hollinsworth. I don't know stuff like that. It's just mm. like, oh, okay, yeah, it clicks. But it, uh, first coming to my head, I mean, it's that's that's it's a tough game. Put you on the spot. It's fun, yeah, man. I mean, I could spend forever. I mean, I do, I do try to. I don't I don't rush through it. I do take my time. Um, but also like Chan Ho Park. How do you forget that name? Yeah, I mean that was a good one. I mean, that I was, was a, a good child, point. and the man had Ho in his name. Yeah, I, t- I did the easy one. I just t- I put Kofax for the 200Ks, but yeah. I like the Chen Ho Park one. I like there's, the polls. It's a fun game. There's nothing wrong with with taking the easier answer. I know someone was saying, um, what was that? Uh, you know, uh, ca- um, like casuals don't think of Randy Johnson. Like Randy Johnson would have worked for the Nationals and Astros because he was an expo. Um, That's right. I forgot he. I forgot, he, I forgot he was an expo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe I'm a casual. No, but I'm just, you know, like, you know, there's, there's, if you watch MLB Network enough, it's, it's all right. Figure it out. Um, and, and Dave, I'm not, I'm not sure, um, that this is the target audience for ballet, but again, I mean, people are diverse. You're an artist yourself. I mean, you never know. I, I mean, you know, what's your guiltiest pleasure, Kevin? Okay. Never mind. I don't need to put, yeah, you on put me on the spot. I don't know. I'd have to, I'm a pretty normal guy. Yeah, I, pretty, I go home and watch baseball. All right. That's, that's normal. Um, all right. Appreciate everybody for hanging out with us. Uh, and again, hit that thumbs up button if you did like hanging out with us uh, and uh, hanging out with Jack as well to preview uh, the Mets and Sox series. Um, and thank you to Kevin for talking Immaculate Grid there too. Uh, but main thing, Geo pitches tomorrow. Uh, that's the big takeaway of that Mets series. And it's tough to really get excited about these series because honestly, I'm just having so much anxiety about the White Sox trading people. Um, I, I obviously want the return to be good for you guys. Um, all of these people that we have come to know, uh, like Derek, Dave, Dan, all of you people at the very uh, you know consistent showing up here for these shows. I don't want you guys to be upset. The White Sox get robbed. You're going to know it. I mean, fans are smart now. I mean, you have the ability to look up prospect 
prospects lists and rankings, you really have to have true faith in the organization that you're rooting for to do a good job. And nobody has faith in this organization. Um, so I understand just the reason why this is all that we can focus on and talk about. The geo thing is interesting. Because, again, I was watching Jack's video last night um, about the 2017 trade deadline, and I did forget that Quintana was traded very, 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 very early. I mean, earlier than right now. Yeah, it was you, almost a month before the deadline. July 13th. Yep. Um, so four days ago, um, to your Cubs. Mm-hmm. And the big thing with that was they're coming off the World Series. They're building around Bryant, Rizzo, Contreras, Baez, that core, and... Uh, Theo and Jed's whole philosophy was always, we're not really going to grow pitching. We're going to draft batters and then acquire pitching. And that was the big John Lester thing. They acquired Kyle Hendricks and are able to tweak him, um, right? They want to kind of pick guys at a later point of development so they don't really have to go through the, you know, the the, the kinks and the kind of working things out. I mean, even Arietta mm-hmm. um, as well. Or Hendricks was drafted. I think it was thinking yeah. of Arietta. Hendricks homegrown. Um, but... The Cubs make that trade for Quintana because he has control. He has the ability to be on that team for a while, right? He's not just going to be a rental, and that's why we see. Um, or did they end up signing him to? A, I'm pretty sure he had some some control. Or you're looking, yeah? Up Kyle no, Hendricks. he had. He um, had. Um, he, he did had have. He had a club option for the next year, and I believe it was two. No, no, no. Okay, they traded for him, and it was another two years of control after that. Um, so that's why they did it. it was for the longevity and for the fact that they didn't want to pay for Verlander. That was the other thing was they were like, oh, what about Justin Verlander? Verlander would like to be a Cub. And then, you know, they I don't want to say cheaped out because they gave up a King's ransom to go get three years of Quintana. But that was really what happened. It was really between those two. And they made the really wrong choice. Right. But it in nice terms. Well, they And again, they were trying to see, you know, outside or past the trees. Right. They were trying to see what? The forest, but the hell is that saying about trees and forests? Who cares? They were trying to see into the future. They were trying to see beyond what was in front of them, and they thought Quintana could be a very consistent piece for a rotation. Um, and even too, wasn't Verlander like traded like a- after August? Wasn't he? Um, what it was a waiver deadline deal. So I mean, the, the Cubs could even had him, you know, a month and like a couple weeks after. I mean, even August twenty first, he was still a. Uh, a tiger at that point. Yeah, so, they, I mean, they, they, they made the move. Yeah. I also misspoke. Kyle Hendricks was drafted by the Rangers. He came over in a trade. I can't remember which one, but I, I did screw that one up. Michael? But it was it was very early on. He's been with the Cubs for since 2014-15. So. Is it the Mike Alt trade? Could Let's be Mike Alt. He's a White Sox. Hey, you work on uh, Immaculate Grid for Cubs and Sox. Yeah, that's a good um, one. Neil Kotz, too. Um, so, yeah. I, I, I mean, the thing, though, with Gio, he does have the qualifying offer after this year. Um, Ryan Dempster. Ryan Dempster oh. in the tw- at the 2012 trade deadline. Cubs right. acquired so, Hendricks and Christian Villanueva. And, and that was what J- Jed and Theo's first year, 2012. Uh, no, that was still no because they, right. they were there. This in is yeah. this, this is the um, Anyways, Quintana had control. Geo. It kind of does. Uh, he does have the qualifying offer, which uh, if teams do acquire him, they can extend the qualifying offer. And if Giolito goes elsewhere, they will get draft compensation in some way. And I know Dave was mentioning you have to hold on to pitchers for as long as you can. But if the Sox get somebody who is willing to fire the first shot, like Jed and Theo were, uh, 
a team that was really concise and clear on their vision, maybe Lucas Giolito is moved before. Because right now, I don't think there's a clear assumption who is the most valued pitcher on the starting uh pitching market right now deadline wise because I think Marcus Stroman's having a really good year and I think Lucas Giolito is having a good year and they both have similar control Gio does have the qualifying offer Stroman doesn't he's going to be a free agent no matter what so I do think that if the White Sox get the package that they want they should say yes they, they weren't afraid of it last time in 2013 or 2017 with Jose Quintana and it worked out they trusted their gut. They got the deal that they wanted, and they got two players that are still on the major league roster and will likely be here in 2024. Mm-hmm. Like Aloy and Dylan Cease, I just, I mean, he, he, uh, Jack didn't bring up Dylan Cease, even though he had him traded to the Orioles in uh, one of the talking baseball videos he did. Um, but, I mean, Cease and Aloy are going to be on the team next year. Like, I don't think that if the White Sox get the deal that they want from an aggressive team, that they should turn that down because it's July 17th instead of July 31st. What if Gio gets hurt tomorrow, right? Like, if your price is met, do the deal. Like, that. that is the biggest thing that I've come down to, and I'm just trying to figure out which teams are desperate enough to maybe make that trade before the 31st. And GMs are making calls right now. We've heard a lot of them talking about it. I mean, a lot of these guys, they're trying to figure out, right, who's going to be available, what what are we kind of going for? And the Dodgers are in a position where, you know, you got Kershaw on a one-year deal, you got, you know, Dustin May's hurt. You got Kershaw hurt, too. Yeah, so, but for their long-term, I don't know if they're necessarily focused on, you know, long-term stuff. So if they get a guy with control, that's great, but they can just pull pitchers up from the mind. Like, they, they've been able to prove it time and time again. So I don't know if they're focused on that. Could be. Well, and I get the point from our guy Pine Tor- uh, or from uh, our, uh, from Pine Tor Keyboard, uh, talking about Jen Theo jumping the gun. It's also why pe- teams don't jump the gun anymore. Um, absolutely, uh, you know, but... I don't know. Like who who right now is not a seller or who who right now is not a buyer? I mean even, you know, the f- fourth place Mets in the NL East um are not even Yeah, there's selling. a ton of teams in that gray area right now. Right. They like, are waiting to see this week, the next 10 days. But who's 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 not a buyer? Like what, what was your question? Well, yeah, who's not a buyer? I mean, I was more rhetorical, but like if you look at the the league right now, like obviously the, the A's, are Royals, Rockies, Nationals, and Sox are worse. It seems like the Cardinals are moving off. They have, from they have said that they're moving on from. Yeah, they're going to sell off. Um, Do the Pirates really have anything of interest? Like I know that they're not buying and they're going to be aggressive, but I don't really think that there's anything interesting. They're not going to get rid of Mitch Keller, and that's their best piece. Doesn't seem like they're going to get rid of McCutcheon, who's performing well. But again, there's a whole reason why he resigned with Pittsburgh, Detroit. I know Jack mentioned Erod, but outside of that I don't really think Detroit has appealing uh, pieces. You get to the Mets, Jack said they're they're not selling, and then you get to the Cubs, you, you really feel like they're probably going to move off at least Stroman and Bellinger. But starting you know. to shift that way, I don't. I hope they don't, obviously, but it's starting to feel that way. Yeah, I mean the Pirates are interesting because they're in the position now where they're starting to pull up minor league talent, some of their top right. prospects. Like Quinn Priester is mm-hmm. going to make his start tonight. He's one of their top prospects, pitching prospects, first round pick from a few years ago. Um, from Illinois. Yeah. Shout out Cary Grove High School. Uh, Henry so, Davis, too. So they, it seems like Pittsburgh is going to, again, they're in that gray area, but I think they'll sell. They're kind of eye toward the future. Reds are buyers, Brewers are buyers, Cardinals are sellers. 
Cubs, I don't know. It seems like, yeah. The, you're right. Yeah. You wait these next 10 days and you figure it out. But there's more, I mean, there's more defined teams that are buyers than for sure sellers right and now. Again, even the teams that are in the sellers. Like, what do the Royals have that's interesting? What do the A's have that's interesting? What do the Rockies have that's interesting? Nationals. Like, it really seems like the only teams that are sellers that have interesting pieces, and I'll, I'll use plural as the Sox, Cardinals, and, and Cubs. I just think that they should be aggressive. Um, I, I really do think that they, they could possibly get a team to jump the gun at, at this point. I mean, because again, I don't think that there's a really defined, you know, team outside of the Braves and, and Rays for each um, league to make the playoffs. I mean, even the Rays are what now only one game up in the AL East. Like it, it seems like Something Every like team that. is fighting for their lives and the chance to really just turn it on and click it on yeah, at the same Yankees point. And but Red Sox keep flip-flopping for last place, and they're still <laughs> seven games over 500, and they're both really good. So yeah. that'll be a fun little race, nuclear arms race at the end there. And you still think that, who. you know, Boston, even though they're fifth in the AL East, they, they could possibly be buyers as well. But what teams are desperate? What teams could possibly be Cubs desperate? I Two the, teams that I, I have. Oh, I was just going to say Yankees for sure, I think, are desperate. I, I, I hear the Yankees... They have Rodon. They have um, uh, Cole. It seems like Clark Schmidt is, is turning on a little bit. Um, Herman, Severino, right? I mean, they, they have pieces. I just don't know if the Yankees know enough about Judge to go out and buy, and I don't know if they're desperate enough to the point where they're going to go buy pitching. Like They could be more, hey, let's add a bat at this point because really, I mean, they're their home run or bust with, with Josh Donaldson, you know, Volpe's getting, uh, you know, uh, advice from his minor league uh, <laughs> former teammates. Like, I, I don't know if the Yankees are in a good enough spot. Here are the teams that I wrote down. The Twins, they just signed Correa and Buxton. It seems like they're going for it. They're the only team in the AL Central above 500. Um, the bullpen seems weak, but they do have a little bit more. I was watching the game yesterday. It seems like they're finding a little bit of their groove in the bullpen. Um, at least that's what Minnesota's broadcast was saying. And if the bullpen is weak, why not just go a little bit more into the rotation? Ober's been doing well. Lopez has been doing well. Ryan's been doing well. Um, and uh, uh, who's the other guy? Kenta Maeda? Uh, no. I don't think he's but, been. Uh, Gray. Kenta Maeda is their other starter, but I don't know how well he's been doing this year. Gray, sure. Ryan, Lopez, Ober. Just wanted to mention those four. Okay. Um, yeah, Sonny Gray's had a great year. <laughs> doing too much. Uh, I don't know if that is going to be the team that goes for the move, but again, Geo's only for this year. Um, maybe the Twins, but again, they just kind of got burned with Tyler Malley, and now you see Spencer Steer and uh, Encarnacion making uh, also, ways also for the Also, the, the in-division tariffs, too. I mean, there's going to be an extra... You know, they might be able to get somebody for cheaper that's on the same threshold as Giolito is for a cheaper price because it's not in your division. Absolutely. And two, like, you know, I don't know if they have enough to get Giolito if he is the number one pitcher. Guardians, too, um, maybe they feel like a pitcher could turn them around. Uh, McKenzie's been hurt. Bieber's been kind of down. Um, Allen and BB are really the only ones that have been good, but they're inexperienced. Maybe the Guardians feel like a starting pitcher could help them. Um, but to go outside of the AL East, I think San Francisco could be aggressive. They know how up and down baseball can be. Uh, 2021, they had over 100 wins, and then the next year they didn't even make the playoffs. Uh, right now, I think they're a game back from the Dodgers, and it seems like the Diamondbacks are losing steam. They tried to get the Correa contract, um, and even though Logan Webb is really great, um, I don't know if Alex Cobb is good enough. Um, it seems like they need more length. It seems like they need another starter, and they were aggressive in 2021. They got Chris Bryant, but they got him like, 
deadline day. They didn't go out and like set that market. So I don't know if San Francisco will be desperate enough. The Brewers just beat the Reds in four straight games. Yeah. The Brewers in my lifetime have gone out and got CeCe Sabathia, gone out and got Zach Greinke. Um, Woodruff's going to be out for another month. Um, they have Burns for another year. They'll uh, go to arbitration with him. Um, but Colin Ray is their third best pitcher. Julio Tehran, they're kicking the tires on Julio Tehran. Street, and he had a couple nice starts for them. But yeah, I mean, well, Corbin Burns Maybe said Brewers. this to um, MLB.com, Adam McCalvey, and some of the other beat reporters a week ago. He said, Brewers have told me they're not selling me. I'm not for sale. They're buying, but it's going to be within the margins. We're not going to go. It's what the Brewers always do. They're mm-hmm. not. They're going to go out and find the in-between guys. That's that's right. that's their that's their business model. And for the past couple of years, it works for them. It's frustrating as hell as a Cubs fan, but it works for them. They managed to find guys in between the lines that just they can find lightning in a bottle you know. this is the first year too of the uh, baseball president and operations like gig uh for whoever's doing that for the, the yeah, Bre- uh, Stern, Brewers right down. now mm-hmm. um so i don't even know if he's in a spot too to be like hey i'm gonna go buy a the, the best starting pitcher um and then the blue jays are the other team uh before i get into my actual pick um i know the dodgers have been thrown out there i don't know if they're desperate enough but the blue jays they're six teams back they obviously want to make the playoffs Offense has been a problem. We know that from KPW, but I mean, there doesn't seem like they're going to add too much. Like maybe they try to move on from Biggio. I don't know if Belt's been doing that well. It doesn't seem like Varsho's turned out that much, but um, even though they spent money on Bassett, Ryu's been hurt. I know he might be coming back in August, but I don't know if he's a starter anymore. Kikuchi's been bad. Manoa's been bad. Um, Maybe, maybe they go out and get Lucas Giolito. Maybe they try to just absolutely lock it down. I heard the couple rumors that they wanted Stroman back. Maybe. Um, the team that the, I think he will go to, though, I'll tell you after the break. Um, Want to let you know about some of our other great, great friends uh, that do support CHGO, not only the CHGO White Sox podcast, but we appreciate our friends over at Shady Race. Um, take on the sun with shades built to last. Our friends at Shady Race have you covered with warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Race is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And don't I look all pretty? Look at this. Um, that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection program in all of eyewear, too. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new question, uh, brand new pair, no questions asked. Um, Kevin, I know that window next to you opens. I could drop these right out the window right now. Break them. And uh, I call up Shady Rays and say, hey, broke mine. And I don't think they'd even ask me a question because it says no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase and... Um, if you don't love your shade rays, you can exchange it for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. I'm not throwing mine out the window, though, because I love them and they work and they're great sunglasses. And you I, look good in them. Thank you, Kevin. You're so kind. Um, but seriously, like I usually was buying like $10, you know, $20, $15 shades yep. that I would consistently sit on and break. I have sat on these. They're not broken. They are totally normal. They're totally fine. They are, as long as you clean off the the actual lenses from your greasy hands touching them, uh, they will be the best shades that you've ever owned. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized shades. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Also want to let you know about our friends over at FOCO. This is the FOCO section. I guess this is kind of the ad section, too, because we got the Goose Island there, too. But, Foco, they sent us some lovely, lovely bobbleheads. We've got the Tim Anderson one here, and it shows off the red line as well. Socks on 35th stop. This is the red line stop here. It's very, very cool. It's 
It's got the White Sox logo at the bottom. It's got the facade of Guaranteed Ray Field and Tim Anderson looking slick, looking cool as hell, looking like he just hit a home run. So this must have been made last year. Um, also, this <laughs> lovely Southpaw one, uh, a.k.a. Vinny Duber. I really miss Vinny Duber. Um, and, you know, that's why I shaved to the mustache. I uh, hope he's enjoying uh, New England. Uh, but, you know, just to recognize him, uh, his day job, Southpaw, I do, I have heard uh, that they are getting uh, Dennis Rodman to fill in for uh, Vinny Duber while he is in the, the New England, but also, hey, um, Sox are taking a nine-game uh, road trip, Vinny's on vacation, why? Because he's Southpaw. Um, but anyways, check out foco.com or click the link in the description below for online pre-sale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Get fitted in the best sports gear around. They got hoodies, shoes, science, bobbleheads, and everything in between. And since it's baseball season, they have Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game. I did annoy some people that I, I know uh, just to see, you know, hey, where, where do you think Giolito is going to go? Um, I, got, I got a Reds call. Um, I got two Dodgers calls. And I also got an Astros call. Yeah, um, the Reds need it. I I could see him being a red easy. You know, that 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 actually that makes a lot of sense. I really question what the Diamondbacks and Reds are going to do because same with the Orioles. I I don't know if a one year rental makes sense for either of those three clubs. I would think that, especially with the free agent market looking the way it does in twenty twenty four, I feel like you got to go get somebody who maybe has a little bit more length. Like I, I would think that the Diamondbacks and Orioles, especially with their farm systems, could make a play at Seas. Like, I, I don't think the White Sox should hang up the phone if if they're offered something for Seas, um, especially with those two clubs and, and, and the, the, the length of control that he has. But I, I would think that they, they'd have a bigger fish in mind rather than... What do you think? Let's, get, it, let's get two months of Giolito. Seas, too. I mean, if you want... I mean, if the White Sox entertain it, which I think they should, I think that if they take calls on Cease, that that makes sense, and you should hear those guys out. But, I mean, that's going to – two top 100 prospects probably. You know, and I, I, the Reds have it. I mean, maybe they're maybe that's why they're calling up a lot of these guys. I mean, they're not going to trade, you know, L.A. De La Cruz or anything, but, like, that maybe that's why they're calling up some of these top prospects to give them a, you know, a major league showcase before they're like, hey, we got other needs. We need starting pitching. Our, our – our starting rotations beat up and bad, and we want to make a run for this thing. Yeah, see that? That'd be interesting. Would you? You're okay with them trading Cease? Oh hell yeah! I mean, again, yeah. it, it depends All on right. the the return. Um, but if they're trading Cease, I mean, it, it has to be a pretty massive haul. So I yeah, mean, it'd have to be a lot. Like, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'd be interested to see if they traded Dylan Cease. That's for damn sure. I, I don't think that they're. Win- I mean, 2024. If they have Dylan Cease, if they don't have Dylan Cease, they're not going to be good. Like, that's my view. I mean, Dylan Cease isn't going to make them a, an 85-win team. Like, you know, with no. with or without Dylan Cease, they're under 80 wins. Um, but the, the name that's been brought up, too, um, Heston Kierstad, like, if the Orioles do want to make a play, they have, like, nine top 100 guys. This is a guy that was drafted 2020, uh, second overall in the first round by the Orioles, um, out of University of Arkansas. He's a left-handed bat, um, can play kind of the corner outfields in first base, and he hits bombs, um, which is cool. Um, I mean, he's got 15 or 16 homers right now uh, in splitting time between AAA and AA, um, a cool slugging percentage of 574. Um, but he's a guy that has really good plate discipline um, and can actually drive the ball, which is very play? exciting. What position? Uh, corner outfield and first base. Oh, wow. So, a need I mean, for corner outfield. Be, be, and he plays a corner outfield position and not – 
you know, the super utility guy you want to stick out there. And he's he's almost a finished product. So he's a first rounder that the White Sox really don't Drinking. have to touch. Um, hopefully he knows everything about baseball at the young age of 24, uh, because if the White Sox picked him up, uh, they'd just throw him in the deep water and hope he survives. Put him um, at third base. And uh, Pine Tar Keyboard saying too, uh, CSAN coming back in 2025, they should absolutely entertain it. Um, I think so, because again, I, I, moving to Scott Boris, I don't think that he's going to resign. I think that he's going to go test the market. And we know the White Sox really don't like when people test the market because that means they have to spend money. Uh, final thing, Giolito. Again, a lot of teams or a lot of people that I, I, I threw out. Dodgers seems to be the, the team that's ringing out clear. Reds thrown out there. Um, Astros as well, which kind of gross. Uh, but I'm going to say the Phillies. They spent a lot of money on their batters. Real Muto, Schwarber, Harper, Turner. They really didn't spend a ton on the pitching. I mean, they got Zach Wheeler and outspent the, the Sox. Aaron Nola, too. They didn't really outspend the Sox. It's just wife wanted to be on the East Coast. Um, <laughs> but Taiwan Walker's their third best pitcher. I think Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler is a pretty good one, one two. A, one B. But I think great. they saw last year that they just didn't have enough pitching. That's what really set the Astros apart was their pitching in the postseason. Lucas Giolito as a third starter, I think, makes a lot of sense because if he's the Reds, first starter, is that really going to help them win a playoff series? It just might help them get to the playoffs, right? I think if Giolito, though, is your third starter, that could be massive, especially for the Phillies. Um, Harper's playing through Tommy John, but they now think he's going to be moving to first base soon, so it seems like he's getting healthier. Um, They've been hot as of late um, as well. Um, Again, their third best pitcher is either Tywin Walker or Ranger Suarez, and it's not Dombrowskian to sit on his hands. Um, the quote, exact quote from him last year was, I don't think we can just sit here. Um, and they went out and got Noah Syndergaard. I don't think that was enough. I think that he could recognize that if that team had a little bit more pitching, maybe a better starter, that they could possibly have won the World Series last year. So I would say that if the Phillies are aggressive enough, that they could get Lucas Giolito um, and add him to their team. I, I don't think it would be Andrew Painter level um, because that's a guy that was, what, 20 years old and he was threatening to make the actual Phillies team um, <laughs> without actually doing any uh, minor league time. Uh, but he's been shut down. Uh, so I don't think that that's going to be the end of uh, the, the, uh, the, the deal that's made. Um, and that's the one thing that makes me a little bit iffy on the Phillies now is that they really don't have that top prospect and painter uh, fully healthy. Um, do they really want to get rid of some prospects? But Griff McGarry, um, Eric Longinghangen of, of Fangraphs had him rated as a 50 value, um, an ETA of 2023. Um, he does have some control issues, um, but he's been a longtime prospect um, ever since he was a high schooler. Um, I think that he's a name that, that could be interesting if he was the lead for the Sox in a – in a, in a deal, but again, I don't know if he does have the uh, the length as well that they're looking for. Um, his biggest inning base is eighty seven point one innings or eighty seven a third innings. So um, I don't know. It just sucks because again, I, I was trying to put together all these trade values and trade packages, and I don't know enough about all these minor leaguers and what what they're going to actually uh, be seen as from like a Philly standpoint. I mean, they could be losing Painter and now just being off the idea of getting rid of any pitching prospect at all because if Painter doesn't work out, they're going to need all the arms they need. So um, I just know that Lucas Giolito is going to get traded. Uh, he's as good as gone. Yeah. They started off, what, 7-21, and 21, and the reports from Bob Nightingale and John Heyman and all the folks were, no matter what they do, 
Even if they get into contention, they are trading Lucas Giolito. So this has been on their mind seemingly since April. I, I would not be surprised if they move quickly. I, I could see him being moved before July 21st. Over under three trades for the Sox of like core players. Who do you define as the core? I think Lucas Giolito is a core player. I think Dylan Cease obviously is a core player. I think, you know, you're talking Eloy, you're talking Tim Anderson. I think, I don't, they're definitely not you said trading it at Robert three? Jr. Yeah, over under three. I, under. I, I do you think it's a, com- like, I think over three trades constitutes as a complete gutting of your roster. Because that's four players or more. Giolito is gone. Lynn mm-hmm. is gone. Okay, that's two. Graveman is gone. Nah, he's not a core player, but I think yeah. those three are for sure gone. If I had to 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 you know my cards on the table, those three are for sure gone to me. I'm not sold that Tim will actually be gone. I think they should, but again, they might not get what they think is enough for Tim Anderson. But again, what is if Tim Anderson's your starting shortstop, he's worth maybe like how many wins? You know, are they going to win more than 80 games with or without Tim Anderson? Where's he I, an upgrade on a contender right now? Because most contenders have their shortstop position figured out. And that's that's the that's the thing. Is, is, he, an, is he an upgrade? Yeah, I mean, their rookie, uh, what's-his-face, was uh, he was a two-plus war player um, for a little bit there. I don't know if he still is, but... Yeah, I mean, he he was Tim Anderson was a downgrade for the Dodgers. Weren't Definitely they playing offensively. Mookie Betts at, at shortstop for a while there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he played a couple games there, a couple weeks worth of games. Who and do they have at shortstop? I can't remember his name. Young guy. But yeah, I mean, Mookie was moved there because of an injury in a game, and yeah, I mean, if you really needed to in a pinch, you move him back there. I I don't think Tim Anderson makes sense for the or for the Dodgers Vargas? at all. Hmm? You think of Miguel Vargas? Yes. Yes, he's, yeah, he's been bad. I don't okay, even, I don't even know. Well, if maybe he's, he's not, been. Yeah, he started off all right, so he's in the minors now. I think. Let me see. Um, yeah, he's been optioned to AAA uh, as of July 10th. Uh, oh, so it would make sense there then. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, you know, they have Chris Taylor, they have Miguel Rojas. I think Tim Anderson is an upgrade over either of those guys. Um, I, I think that's the thing is again, like you can again say you have the option if he's good to keep him in 2024. And then the Dodgers really don't have to worry about that. It's only $12 million for Tim Anderson as a possible shortstop. Um, you're looking at a report right now that's saying uh, Chris Taylor is apparently injured. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that Tim Anderson can make sense for the Dodgers. Like, I I'm, I mean, what do the Giants have at shortstop? Brandon Crawford? Yeah, he's better than Tim Anderson. He's not better than Tim Anderson. He's better than Tim Anderson. You would rather have 37-year-old Brandon Crawford? Right than- now, yeah, I'd rather have almost anybody than Tim Anderson at shortstop right Mercy. now. Mercy. All right, let's end the show. I, that's, a, that's a non that's a non-biased that's, answer, man. That is absolutely biased that you would have. I don't think so. I like and I like Tim Anderson a lot, but I would I would rather have Brandon Crawford right What's now. What's Brandon Crawford's OPS? I have no plus idea. 70. No Tim Anderson's is like a of what? OPS plus a 70. 47. Ooh. Uh, that's rough. Crawford's is at a 70. Tim Anderson's at a 47. But if you're saying which player is going to bounce back, I will say that Tim Anderson has a likely higher likelihood uh, of uh, bouncing back than uh, season glory of Brandon Crawford. I don't know. I trust him to turn it on in the playoffs if they make it. All right. And I KPW saying they have Casey Schmidt, who's a top prospect for them. Um, does he play shortstop? Also, I mean, they were ready to sign Carlos Correa. To, that that is totally on deal. me. I didn't realize so. Rojas had gotten optioned because he had started out pretty well for them. Okay. But um, so maybe that does make sense. Um, and uh, El El Sarid, uh, said uh, Berger is gone. I, I don't know if Berger is gone. He, he's an interesting piece. If he was tagged along in a deal, 
Um, like the Brewers, like again, I know th- I threw out the Brewers for Giolito, but like Lynn and Berger, because they need a first baseman. Uh, Lynn and Berger, the Brewers, maybe. I don't know. Um, I want to appreciate, or I want to give a shout out to everybody for joining us. Uh, 23 likes. I really do appreciate it. Uh, going solo. It's weird to talk for over an hour. Uh, and we are also obviously joined by uh, Jack. Uh, Go follow him on Twitter at Jolly underscore Olive, uh, Jack Oliver, um, not Jack Olive, but Jack Oliver. Uh, appreciate him from John Boy Baseball. And also appreciate Kevin Wells producing the show and uh, contributing and giving us his thoughts uh, about the trade deadline. Uh, we will be joined. I don't know if you guys have heard of this person before, uh, but tomorrow we will be joined by Herb Lawrence. Isn't that crazy? Hang on. Let me find the applause. It's almost, it's almost like <laughs> he's, he's coming back on vacation. You know, we don't have an unlimited amount of vacation, so Herb's going to return, and I'm going to have Herb back in studio, and I'm so excited for that. So uh, make sure that you tune in tomorrow as we will recap the Mets and Sox game, Giolito versus Carlos Carrasco. Uh, Again, hit the thumbs up button on your way out. We appreciate everyone for hanging out with us. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye.